Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, this is Benjamin Boyce. This is an interesting thread and website that I wanted to bring to your attention. So there's this uh, Twitter account. It's called This Egg, but they were the Twitter account of the Family Sex Show, which was based in the UK. And they were going to go around the UK uh, doing these uh, plays and stuff to teach children and families about sex and sexuality. But people got wind of what they were doing and... Uh, apparently harassed the theaters and sent in some violent threats, according to this egg, uh, to these venues, and this egg had to cancel the family sex show. So they mournfully posted this Twitter thread earlier today. The family sex show canceled before it opened. Where do we go from here? A short-ish thread. The decision has been made by venues to cancel the tour of The Family Sex Show this spring, 2022. The Family Sex Show calls to mind that documentary about a very spicy documentary that would be totally canceled now um, about a joke called The Aristocrats. But I'll just put that out there for you into your head to continue. They've decided to cancel the family sex show. There will be performances for an invited audience at the Egg Theater Royal Bath ahead of subsequent public performances in the future. What's going on at a Royal Bath that you're going to stage a family sex show there? <laughs> to continue, these public performances would have offered safe and positive learning to children, young people, and guardians about rights, bodies, sex, and relationships, advised by safeguarding and educational specialists. So these are the experts, and uh, there's a queer kind of thing going on here where there's children, young pe people, and guardians, not parents, but it's still the family sex show, but they kind of decrease the authority of the parents into guardians and then increase the authority of the educators by making them specialists or experts. To continue, audiences were given information about the content before booking, which I will get to in a bit, so that they could make an informed decision to watch the show. It is regrettable that violent and illegal threats and abuse directed at the company and venues by a small group of people with extremist views has prevented families from opting to attend something that was transparent, consensual, and legal. Well, was it moral? Was it smart? Was it ethically, um, I don't know, above board? Who knows? But now we're going back to families and, uh, right, yeah, families. Somehow families don't really have parents. They just have guardians. That still sticks out to me as kind of a groomish thing to do, to decrease the importance and the authority of the parent and increase the importance and the authority of these so-called specialists to continue. We believe... That what has happened, wait, before I go on, where are these violent and illegal threats? I would like to see receipts, and I have not seen them, so maybe they're out there. I do not. 
condone violent and illegal threats. There's other ways to tackle this. But they were really clever to say that it is a small group with extremist views that are against us. Right? We are the specialists. Parents are guardians. And everybody who's against us have extremist views. And we'll get to the content of what they're going to teach in a bit. And you can decide for yourself who is the extremist. So to continue. We believe that what has happened is reflective of structural and societal attitudes towards relationships and sex education. This is interesting. Structural and societal attitudes towards relationship and sex education. These people want to restructure attitudes towards sex. That is what their program is doing, is restructuring attitudes towards sex, towards children's relationship to sex and to children to interfamilial dynamics um, and sexualities. That's what they're about. So when society pushes back against them, it's society's structures that are at fault, but they want to implement their own structure, queer though it may be, and unstable in the long run. But to continue, we believe that what has happened is reflective of structural and societal attitudes towards relationships and sex education, as well as art, culture, and who is allowed to create and what we are allowed to engage with in the UK. So it's a blanket statement about people being prudes, I guess, and being anti-art and culture. And then they want to stop people from creating uh, and to police what people create and engage with in the UK. That is their contention against society at large. Or this, which totally... it. This statement that I just read contradicts the statement before, where it was a small group with extremist views who were stopping this, and now it's reflective of structural and societal attitudes, which would be the opposite of a small group with extremist views, unless you think that society is extremist. But you can't say that society at large is small if its governing structures, its norms, are you know rule over society at large. Again, some fishy queer things going on here with the thinking patterns of the people who are writing this and presenting this family sex show at a royal bath in the UK. To continue, the creative team will spend the next two weeks finishing the show, ready for a time it might be available to meet a public. We also want to respond to the events of the last few weeks and how we move forward. Removing work that celebrates freedom of expression from stages cannot be the answer. Okay, so this opens up the question about free speech maximalism and free speech in context of children. Right? Removing work that celebrates freedom of expression or that inculcates certain attitudes in children, which is different. Yes, it is your freedom of expression to do the content that I will get to in just a bit. That's freedom of expression. Do we tamper down on that? Do we push back on that, especially when it comes to children? Where's the line between, and there's a tension here, where's the line between freedom of expression and safeguarding children, youth, and people who go forth and recreate society or pr uh, promulgate society through the act of sex? That's the thing about sex that we always overlook, is that sex is how society sustains itself. Yes, it's pleasurable, and it's variable, and there's a lot of things going on there, and there's all these biases and uh, reflexes in it, you know, desires and repulsions in sex. It's very powerful stuff, but it's what keeps society society through time. Sexual reproduction. And a lot of this sex ed stuff really has loosened its concern with reproduction, 
and focuses on just the materialistic or the hedonistic aspects of sex, the desire, the fulfillment, stuff like that. And we'll get to that in just a bit. To almost wrap up this short-ish thread, for audiences who booked or wanted to come to the show, we are sorry. We hope you will be able to soon. For venues who might want to, pr to program with an E the show, we hope you will. In the meantime, anyone who wants to explore some of the themes of the show for themselves, we have made some pages on our website to support that. Here, here we go. The Family Sex Show, the zine, almost not quite. We've created this page to hold some of the content we'd like to add to a zine at some point in the future. This page was originally made for people who have been to see the family sex show. Since that's not possible right now, it is here for anyone who might find this stuff useful, either to read and watch more about some of the themes, or just to support you to do some of your own thinking. You can explore these themes and activities on your own, or with other people. So there are, what, one, two, three, four, five different categories. Bodies and touch. What is sexuality? What are my pronouns? Loving ourselves and centering joy. So this is really about the liberal hedonistic attitude towards sex that is not concerned with stable structures that persist through time on a societal level, but on immediate gratification and acceptance of the body. And there is a tension between there. I'm not going all one way or all the other way, but I do notice that there are tits on this page, and this is for children. There's naked men, too. There's a drawing of a penis. And these things are just popping up. Okay. This is for children. It's the family sex show. So bodies in touch. And this is interesting because they put this page first. And this, okay, so let's go to it. The family sex show, bodies in touch. Some of the family sex show was about touching and the kinds of touch different people like. This is for children. To continue, we're going to do some thinking out loud as well as we're going to, we're going to say the quiet part out loud as well as some arts and crafts to learn more about touching bodies. What sort of things do you touch that make you feel nice and warm? I know groomer is a contentious word right now, but this is grooming dudes. <laughs> okay. You can write yours down and share them. What sort of things you like to touch that make you feel nice and warm. You could ask someone else what makes them feel nice and warm. Fluffy slippers and hugging our best friends. What are the differences? Everyone, everyone's different, and I will have different things that feel nice to touch for them and have different things that feel nice to touch for them. If one day you don't want to be touched in a particular way, that's absolutely okay. So there is some sort of consensuality already at play here, which is good. You decide what feels good for you. In the show. Well, but we can get around this. If somebody doesn't know if they like a feeling or not, you can say, well, it feels good for me when you touch me like that. But it doesn't, does it feel good? Why don't you try touching me like, like this, this way that, that I like to be touched? And if you don't like that, then we can stop. But if you don't mind it, then we can continue to go. Again, tits and dicks are popping up on this page. Okay, to continue. This is great. And this is the first thing, uh, or the first uh, tab on this website of more information. Listen to this. In the show, we mention masturbation. And there's a link. Uh, oh, shoot. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I just went to a whole uh, encyclopedia. Where, this is for children. Masturbation, 
matinee, meme, menstruation, misgender, misogwanar, misogyny, monolithic, nibbling, non-binary, non-monogamy, nudes, oestrogen, offstage, <laughs> online sexual harassment, oppression, oral sex, orgasm, outer course, patriarchy, pegging, performer, period poverty, PIV sex, Play parties, playwright, pleasure, pleasure activism, podcast, pornography, pre-ejaculate or pre-cum, pregnancy, pre-show, privilege, producer, pronoun, pro-tips, protection, queer, queer phobia, re-traumatize. <laughs> okay. Do they have traumatized? Sorry, I'm just reading this. Sometimes I like words. Reproductive rights, revolution, romanticism, run, theater tour, safeguarding, safety, safety curtain. What? Don't look behind what's uh, being groomed behind the curtain. Self-care, semen, sex, sex characteristics, sexism, sexual currency, sexually transmitted infection, sexual psychotherapy, sexual violence, sex works, SFX. What's they threw in SFX? I guess it's the theater troupe. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go back. Sound art, squirting, stage left, right. Wait, what? So you're going to learn about theater and, and then what to do on the theater stage, stage manager, stocking, stereotype system, systemic oppression, tech, tech box, technical rehearsal, turf. I have to look at this. A person who excludes the rights of transgender women from their work on women's rights. So it's specifically about transgender women. Wait, what? I have to go back up to squirting. I'm sorry. This is for children. When someone with a vulva, someone with a vulva releases fluid during sex from their genitals, usually as a climax of pleasure, although this doesn't include semen, the process is similar to ejaculation in someone with a penis. Toxic masculinity. Wow. Refers to behaviors that come from gender norms and expectations that are harmful to men and society as a whole. Wait, what? So they take trans women's side and men's side. Wait, did you guys, are you picking this up? This is so weird. This is all like liberal feminism. But a TERF is a person who excludes the rights of transgender women from their work on women's rights. And toxic masculinity refers to behaviors that come from gender norms and expectations that are harmful to men and society as a whole. So people who want to exclude transgender women are women, right? based on women's rights and toxic masculinity is something that harms men and society as a whole. Like this is female erasure while you're centering, centering the female body as a sex object. This is terrible. Vulva, white, white privilege. Okay. So it goes from vulva to white privilege. The vulva is sometimes referred to as the vagina and then white privilege, the power and privilege that white people have in society. This often means that they're treated better than people of color because of the skin color they happen to be born with. And then wings, hold on. The areas to the sides of the stage or acting area that are out of view of the audience. So this is a mixture of sex stuff, uh, social justice terminology, and theater terminology. This is really weird. Like, this is conflating a bunch of things. This is really, like, confusing. So let's go back. Oh, let's try to go back. Where were we? Get bodies in touch. Okay. Okay. In the show, I got distracted there with words. In the show, we mentioned masturbation. Get a load of this. This is the first tab on this page. All kinds of animals masturbate. Not just humans. Use the internet to find some examples of other animals that masturbate. 
Why don't you draw the animals you found? So they go from touch, what feels good. It might not feel good, but it might feel good for you. What, what, do you, what kind of things do you like to touch? Oh, do you like to touch yourself? Well, you're not the only thing. Animals do. Why don't you draw animals touching themselves? Maybe you'll see animals touching each other. Now, why don't you draw animals touching each other? Does that feel good? It feels good for an animal. We're not different from animals. Why don't we try that together? I know this is totally crude. I don't know if I should post this, but this is what they are complaining about people wanting cancel. So people are like, uh-uh. And they're like a bunch of extremists, a small minority of extremists are going after us for wanting to do the safe, consensual, transparent teaching of children and having a family sex show in a bath. I know a bath is some sort of British term. They probably just mean like walking around in British style robes or something. I don't know what a bath is, but I know that they have places called baths that aren't necessarily baths in Britain, or maybe I'm making that up. But I know that bath is a city in England. I always get in trouble when I go into English geography, so I will back out of that. Anyways, if you'd like to try and make your own Play-Doh and Play-Doh genitals, have a go at these instructions from Dr. Emma Chan's blog. So now go on Google, look at how animals do this, think about how touch feels, and then make some genitals out of Play-Doh. So you can, you can actually like feel these shapes in your hand and get used to them. Get used to touching a penis. Get used to touching a vagina. This is for children. I know, free speech, absolutism, child grooming. There's a tension there. <laughs> I think I fall on like, yeah, we need to keep children safe and not have weirdos like these people doing things to them or getting them in the, in the frame of mind to do this. And then it talks about genitals. The vulva is what is commonly and mistakenly called the vagina. The vagina is only the tunnel inside the body where you might insert a tampon. The vulva is the outside part of someone's genitals. Someone, some people's. Some people have some genitals. Remember, not all women have vulvas. Sorry, vulvas. And not all vulvas belong to women. <laughs> yes. I was married once. I know what it's like to own a vulva. <laughs> have a go at drawing and labeling your own vulva. What? Like, <laughs> I understand the drawing part, but labeling it? What are you going to label it? <laughs> What am I going to unlabel it? What does that even mean? The head of the clitoris is a small knob of tissue on the top part of the vulva that has 8,000 nerve endings. So we go back and forth between inculcating and educating, seducing and educing, seducing and educing. This is grooming in action. The head of the clitoris, blah, blah, blah. Some people might find that touching the clitoris gently feels nice. Now they're actually saying the quiet part out loud. The outer labia are the bigger folds of skin which look like lips turned sideways. They protect the vagina. The inner labia are folds of skin that look like they are coming out from the outer labia. And about half of people with vulvas, people with vulvas, the inner lips stick out of the outer lips. One might be bigger or longer than the others, which are perfectly normal. I'm sorry, I'm being crude. The opening of the urethra is a small hole where urine comes out from. The opening of the vagina is a different hole, lower down, where things like blood and discharge might come out from. Now have a go at drawing a penis. <laughs> I'm just reading this. The shaft 
is the long part of the penis. The tip of the penis is called the head, the glands, and is a sensitive part of the body that might feel nice to touch for some people. Just below the penis are the testicles. There are two of them, and they sit inside something called the scrotum, which is a sac that keeps them nice and cool. Just like with penises, testicles' size can vary a lot from person to person. Just like in the vulva, the opening of the urethra is a small hole where urine comes out from. The urethra runs the whole length of penis and shaft. So notice how there's people with the vaginas, and then there's just the penis. There's, there's no talking about, remember that, that some, where, where was that? Some people, some women don't have vaginas and some vaginas don't have women or something. I don't know. can't remember I, where I read that. Okay. How did the make, video make you feel? I'm not going to play the video. So there's a video here. How did the video make you feel? What different types of touch did you see in the video? How do you think the people in the video were feeling about those different types of touch you saw? How would you describe the message of the video in your own words? I'm sorry, I'm not going to play it because there's probably a copyright problem with it. Uh, I don't want to deal with the copyright problem, but there are two people of a uh, Q kind of lettering in their, uh, um, in their style and then a bunch of adults when one guy's like clapping. So they're touching different parts of each other. How does it make you feel to watch other people touching each other? How does it make you feel to draw a picture of uh, animal masturbating, then your clitoris, then a penis, and then understand that, that uh, vulvas are just kind of owned? You can completely dissociate from your vulva. Touch is nice, so don't dis- disassociate from what you want, right? But be open that other people might want that. But it, but this part of your body is just kind of detached. This free-floating, out-of-context vagina is just roaming around the world, belonging to no one. But a penis is a penis. What is sexuality? It goes on and on and on. Should I go on? I don't know. Why not? Hiya! This page will help you explore thoughts around sexuality. And then there's that atrocious flag that I'm sure somebody... It's like a 4chan joke that was actually serious. The people are really into this really lame flag. If you look on the screen, it's that new flag... Pride flag. It got introduced. It was, like, wretched. And then they all just adopted it. Sexuality is about who you might fancy and not fancy. You could fancy people of a different gender, the same gender, people who don't identify with the gender, or fancy nobody at all. So you can you don't fancy bodies, you just fancy people with the gender. Maybe you don't fancy a vagina, you just fancy people with a vagina, but that's disconnected from the vagina. So there's sexuality, but there's no sex. Sex is uh, dissociated, um, and it's all about a matter of identity and about consent, right? And how is the consent stacked towards the person that wants you to look at them in a certain way? And how far away is that from the person that wants to touch, have you touch them in a certain way, right? It's really stacking the deck toward somebody who can manipulate the system. And there's all this sexual imagery involved and all this drawing of it. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. Sexuality. Okay. You can check out the video, blah, blah, blah. What are my pronouns? Sexuality is fluid, which means that it can change throughout a person's life. So it's totally normal if you find yourself fancying someone 
that you didn't expect to fancy. Again, sex is dissociated from a relationship, from monogamy, from from persistence through time and through uh, from an emotional bond. And furthermore, it's completely dissociated from creating a child and then raising that child, right? Even though the child is now being taught about sexuality, sex, sexuality is completely dis, uh, dissociated from the act of creating a child. And then all the relationships and the social relationships, broadly speaking, that constitute a stable enough society for well-adjusted children to arise in society like all of that's gone it's just hedonistic pleasure and i and identity and consent and pleasure i like earlobes this says what my body is mine my name is vulva what hello vagina okay sorry there's all these pop-ups you can do this activity on your own or ask an adult to help you if there's one or more of these letters you're not totally sure about, take some time to research what they mean. Why is there a plus sign? This video by Amaze can help. So they want you to deal with LGBTQA. Oh, okay. Do you think that people of all sexualities are treated fairly in your society? Can you think of reasons why unequal treatment exists? Can you think of any TV show that that shows a range of people of different sexualities. If not, trust Google and just look that up. You'll see plenty of television programming, or at least audio video programming of all these different sexualities. To end this activity, take a look at this video by the Ad Council called Love Has No Labels. And again, there's a bunch of videos. Going back, what are my pronouns? I want to know more. The Family Sex Show is all about different kinds of people and who they are. You can use this page to do some thinking out loud, as well as some arts and crafts to learn more about different kinds of people and their identity. Identity just means who someone is. No, it's not who someone is. It's how they identify themselves to be. You can't like say you are this person, you are this other person. You can't say you're a woman, you're a man. That's off the table. It's like, what are you? What, and what is this who-ness? Is this a performance? Is this an identity? To what degree do you have to perform this um, stably? You don't because it can be fluid at any time. An identity is just someone who uh, just, just means who someone is. So is a gender identity who someone is? And to what extent is somebody's who, somebody's soul, somebody's self, um, able to manifest within this concept of gender? How stifling is gender? And then how stifling and, and how much noise does that introduce into society for people to be constantly thinking about gender all the time? And, and just like, oh, you changed your gender. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, you're fluid gender da, 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 and all that wasted processing power that dogs don't have to go through because they like they just smell the room like okay this is the dude this is the chick all right i'm gonna figure out things from there what are the different pronouns you have heard people use how would you describe what pronouns are in your own words what pronouns are in your own words use the internet to find out some other pronouns that people use can you find any in different languages and then there's a ted talk by a q labeled looking in style, fashion, youth, maybe just a very short person who's uh, been on a lot of puberty blockers so that they just look nine. Um, we cannot assume someone's gender based on how they look. We can only know when they tell us. Gender identity is about the gender a person relates to. It's who they know themselves to be 
to relate to, to know yourself. They might identify as a girl, a boy, as both or none of the above. This is really squishy. So we've dissociated from the body. So it doesn't have to do with the body. Where does that leave us? The stereotype? The feelings, the consent, the hedonism, the short-term thinking, the, the complete separation from the consequences of sex, and even not just the consequences of sex being a child, but the emotional consequences of engaging in sexual activity before you understand what consent is, which is the definition of a child that doesn't really understand consent. You can't consent as a child. You don't have the context. You don't have enough time. You don't, you don't have the, develop, the brain development or the experience to understand consent. And all of that's being mixed up. Remember that they started, the first thing was about bodies and touch. And now we're going to sexuality. Now they're going to pronouns. Now we're going to like just who you feel yourself to be. You can't know anything until somebody tells you. So you're completely reliant on other people to tell you what they are. You cannot trust your own senses unless it's within these prescribed formats of pleasure and association with this concept of gender. This is grooming, not necessarily for these people to have sex with children, but to completely shape their view on sexuality and on their body and on the transactions of sex and what they mean and the values there. And it's a small group, according to them, it's a small group of extremist people who want to shut this stuff down, right? But it's also the fault of society. It's also a structural issue. So it's a small group of, of extremists and the structure that's stopping them from doing what they want to do, loving ourselves. All right, then. The family sex show is all about people and the different experiences and feelings we might have. We're going to do some thinking out loud as well as some arts and crafts to learn more about loving and looking after ourselves. If someone was feeling sad, what are some things you could do to help them feel cared for? What are some things you do to care for yourself? Okay, so it starts with how do you help somebody who's sad after we just talked about touching and and, uh, identifying and caring. Now we're going to start talking specifically about caring for other people and being empathetic towards other people. And what does that have to do with sex? Again, there's just tits flashing in my face. I mean, they're nice. It's a, actually, that's the painting that was painted by a woman who was scorned by a man, and he sent her this painting that she made of her boobs. Uh, it's it some sort of Britain thing that went on back in Romantic period. I remember that tit. It's odd what my mind maps. To continue, think about a friend or a family member. What are some of the things that they do to take care of themselves? Was there a question above which was easier to think of and answer for? If so, why do you think that? I don't understand where they're going with this. Caring for ourselves is a lovely and important thing to do, especially if we're very busy or feeling sad. Sometimes people may want to be left alone, and other times they may want company. Everyone's different and will do different things to take care of themselves. Now have a go at drawing your favorite parts of your body. Is there a body part which feels especially nice to the touch for you? Write to a part of your body which you don't often pay attention to. What the heck? So we go from caring for yourself and caring for others when they're sad. Maybe they want to be left alone, but maybe we want that company. And what part of your body do you like to touch? It feels good to touch. Why don't you draw your body parts? What is going on? They think 
<laughs> and they're crying to the world that they got canceled. I mean, I guess like, am I hypocritical? Should this go on? This is specifically talking to children. This is not good. This is not proper. This is improper. How would you describe the message of the video in your own words? I'm not going to watch the video because of copyright reasons. What senses do your pleasures involve? Which pleasures are experienced alone? And which are with other people? Do you make enough time to experience pleasure? This is from a website about the family sex show that's specifically targeted to youth and children and guardians with specialists that vetted all this material. Cat just fell down enough. You heard that. Do you make enough time to experience pleasure? If some of your pleasures are sexual, are there any sexual practices you might like to try? What? This is a script for a groomer? This is like a script to like take a vulnerable person into a room. And if I were, if any adult would read this to any child, it, it would just look like a grooming script. Like, seriously, going from sometimes I'm sad, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you're, uh, you, you want to be alone, sometimes you want to be gather, together. Let's think about that. Is it easier for you to think about yourself or for other people? Like, should, should you not think more about other people? Isn't it weird that, that society's unequal? And, and so you're unequal, too, because you're not thinking about me being sad, right? You're thinking about yourself. Now, what parts of your body do you like to touch? Now, what makes you feel pleasure? Now, which pleasures are experienced alone and which with other people? If some of your pleasures are sexual, are there any sexual practices you might like to try? Now try writing a letter with your younger self. Right? You might want to thank them. Tell them about who you are and what you're proud of now and about the hurdles you've managed. Think about the kindness and generosity with which you approach your younger self. Could you use the same approach with yourself now? So could you, like, let's step out of this conversation about touching and being alone or together. Um, and let, let's talk about your past self. Like, it, did you did you overcome some trauma in your past self? Do you think that you could overcome trauma if you had some trauma right now? You probably have the skills to, to overcome trauma in the past. So if you're feeling traumatized or in the future you feel traumatized about this interaction, you could probably overcome it. It's not that big of a deal. What? Make an unapologetic self-love jar. Whenever you think of something you love about yourself or that you want to hear, write it down and put it in the jar. Then, if you're having a rough time and need a self-love boost, you can reach into that jar and remind yourself about all the things you love about you. And most importantly, there's zero shame when filling up this jar. So we just went from that conversation about sadness and thinking about other people and then like what part of your body do you like to touch and do you want to have different sexual experiences which ones would you want to have now 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 let's dissociate from that and think about your past and forgetting about your past forgiving yourself of the past and and just think about like if if you had something that happened now forget about that because you can deal with that later and now let's uh now now let's love yourself you know, let's think about all the good things that you can love about yourself. And at any time you feel trouble, you can just think about how much you love yourself. Right? And if you're having a rough time and need some self-love booth, you can reach in the jar and remind yourself of all the things you love. And most importantly, there's zero shame. There's no shame here when filling up this jar. You are bloody brilliant. 
and you do not need to apologize for your brilliance. Sorry, not sorry. Now, go through all that and then praise, and then heaping praise. If you feel shame, you're, you're great. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing bad happened. There's nothing bad that happened that you might feel is bad, but it's not probably not really bad. You're just thinking about it wrong. You can love that. You can turn that into love, and you can heal from that. Centering joy. And then we're going to wrap this up. Yes, please. We're going to use this page to think about how to prioritize joy in our lives. Jot down some thoughts or doodle your answers. You can also have a chat with someone else about these things. What are your top three favorite things to do? It could be things that you get super excited, like having a birthday party or day-to-day things like running around in a park. And again, like they're marketing this towards children. And just think that like only a child would be excited for a birthday party. I'm, I, I'm sorry. There are some adults that could happy about that. But anyways, to continue, how often do you do these things? Well, once a year, case of a birthday party, if that anymore. And could you find ways of doing them more often? What have a trans day of remembrance? I guess. Is that why there's so many identity birthdays? So people that love birthdays just have a birthday every day. Oh, this is the day I came out. This is the day we're going to celebrate this part of my identity. I didn't mean to bag on trans day of remembrance, but they're the ones who take up most of the calendar, most of the uh, modern liberal liturgical calendars, kind of like mostly pride stuff. It's just like so many sexuality holidays. It's a bunch of birthdays. Is there something you haven't had the opportunity to do yet, but that you imagine would be super fun? Ours is playing in a massive ball pit and spending a whole day jumping on a trampoline. What? Seriously? Make a playlist of songs in a notebook that lift you up and make you feel joy. So this is like purging this. This is, this is the time where like we're going to cover all over all that stuff we manipulated and we're going to concentrate on happy things. Happy thoughts, happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Make a collage of different things that bring you joy. A collage can be a mix of pictures, doodles, paint, and other materials that combine together on a page. You decide what to add to it. So now you have consent back. You could cut up and use things like old newspapers, magazines, cereal boxes, leaves, and tinfoil for this arts and crafts activity. How did that activity make you feel? The Family Sex Show delves into a variety of interconnected social justice themes, including inclusivity and intersectionality. Jot down some more themes from the show that resonated with you. Activism is about creating change within our communities and then whining like a bunch of bitches when that community says, no, thank you. Sorry that I added that. Activists may be campaigning, protesting, whining in the streets, trying to groom children, teaching and caring for those who receive unequal treatment within society, such as MAPs. Activism is also about the way we prioritize joy in our lives. What? Investing time and increasing our own pleasure and joy are ways in which we resist oppressive systems as individuals and as a collective. I don't think that's true. If you are a hedonistic schlob, you're not going to get a lot done in society other than to feed in the system that you hate called capitalism. I'm just projecting here, but I'm pretty sure they hate capitalism, but they want all the fruits and they really whine about the labor. There's a boy's butt there. Genitals don't define gender. Popping on the screen. Okay. To continue, it takes work because we are taught by society to devalue, to value capital and productivity while sacrificing joy. Okay, I was making fun of them about like like hedonistically delving into the fruits of capitalism while hating capitalism, and then they turned around and like 
It just writes itself. I don't even need to comment. It takes work because we are taught by society to value capital and productivity. No, don't worry about producing anything other than consuming joy because you're better than this. This is about planting a pleasure seed and growing it ourselves. Planting a pleasure seed. What are your top three favorite things to do? How often do you do these things and could you find ways of doing them more often? Is there something you haven't had the opportunity to do yet, but that you imagine would be super fun? In their book, Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good, Adrian Marie Brown sets out, oh, there and they're not capitalized, sets out some of their intentions for the reader. These include recognizing that pleasure is a measure of freedom. So this is rights over responsibilities. Noticing what makes you feel good. Learning ways to increase the amount of feeling good time in your life. Collectively orienting around pleasure as a community. Oh, wow. Okay, group pleasure. Like a family sex show and a bath. After watching this video, go back to your answers above. Could you add to these and think about priorities differently by defining joy and pleasure as radical activism in this sense? Okay, I'm going to wrap this up with this. So in the comments, after watching this video, go back to your answers above, could you add to these or think about priorities differently by defining joy and pleasure as radical activism in themselves? Could you define this experience that we just had by you watching this video as, a, as joy and a pleasure and as an act of radical activism in and of itself? Oh, by the way, here's a pussy. <laughs>